You are listening to the Toxic Mold Podcast with my husband, Steve Worsley, the toxic mold expert and your number one source for mold consulting and mitigation in the USA. Here's episode 26. Is there a pass or fail when you run air tests in your home? Before we get started on this episode, a short or not so short disclaimer. While all attempts have been made to verify the content provided in this podcast, Neither the podcaster or the producers assume any responsibility for errors, omissions, or alternative interpretations of the issues discussed herein. All information stated in this podcast is the opinion of Steve Worsley. Steve Worsley is a mold specialist with over 20 years of experience in the construction and mold industry. The Toxic Mold Podcast is for information sharing purposes only. The views expressed are those of the podcaster and his alone. These views should not be taken as expert instruction or commands. While there may be references to medical conditions and symptoms, all solo podcast episodes are the opinion of Steve Worsley, and any medical questions or concerns shall be addressed with the appropriate licensed medical professional or professionals. As the podcaster refers to different mold types, please be aware that Steve Worsley is not a microbiologist, and questions concerning mold specifics should be answered by the appropriate professional. The listener is 100% responsible for his or her own actions. You can check out Steve's books on Amazon about mold and dealing with mold in your home at amazon.com forward slash author forward slash Steve Worsley. And if you're interested in scheduling a mold consultation over the phone consultation with Steve, you can be sure to find out more about those and his availability at cnccontractorservices.com. Now let's get to the episode. that I think you probably get a lot. Is there a pass or fail when you run air tests in your home? So what's what's the answer to that? Uh, when it comes to mold air testing, uh, there there is no pass or fail. It's it's like a home inspection. You, uh, you can't just fail it or pass it. Uh, the only time that we can honestly say you failed it is even if there's a trace of stachybotrys, which is the black mold, toxic mold. But beyond that, there's no, there's no pass or fail to it. So I think, I'm sure there are a lot of people who listen to that and they'll say, then what's the point of doing the air test if you don't know whether it's a good or a bad thing, pass or fail? <laughs> One thing I always like to rec- or, uh, uh, or uh, compare things to is like your doctors. And when you go do a blood test, is that a pass or fail? No, they just tell you what your blood type is, right? Or... No, like a blood test, like a full blood panel. Oh, yeah. They just tell you about yourself. Yeah. I mean, they they say, yeah, this might be elevated or, you know, maybe we need to look further into this or look further into that. It's the same concept. So it is a good question. Then what's the point of doing it? Well, same reason you do a blood test. You kind of want to know what's going on in your home. So think of your, the air quality in your home is the blood in your body. So you want it tested just so you know what types of molds are present in the home, um, how many spore counts there are, what the raw count is. You just want to know all that. And of course, we want to know if there's actually stachybotrys present. So so there obviously is a point to having it done. It's informational, and, and then it gives us a reason we can dive a little deeper if we, we think there's any issues with uh, 
a certain area of the home or a certain person in the home. So you you gave off all of these things, you know, stacky buttress and spore counts, and most people don't know what any of that stuff means. So, <laughs> so, so let's go back to stacky buttress. So everybody probably listening knows what black mold is, and black mold is to me it's kind of a trigger word. Um, when you say, "Oh, it's black mold," everybody just jumps to the conclusion that it's toxic mold, which. Stachybotrys is black, and it is a toxic mold, but not it's not the only black mold, and it's not the only toxic mold. Because um, mold actually has... We have three different types of molds, or three classifications. So the first classification we have with mold is it's allergenic, meaning it's just an allergen. It's something that gives you, you know, an, an allergy, just like hay, wheat, uh, pollens, just anything like that. So, this, And then the second one we have is pathogenic, which pathogenic would mean that, it, that it, it can create a pathogen that can make you sick or give you an infection or something like that. And then the third one we have is toxigenic. So you have those three classifications, but when it comes to mold types, you can't just put one in just one category, if that makes sense. So you can't, let's just say... Um, Aspergillus, you, it's not only just a, a allergenic mold. It can be all three. So that's where we classify it in that, in that manner. Spore counts, uh, what that is, is how many spores. So when we do an air test, it's a cassette that we use. It's called an aerosol cassette. So we suck air through on a low-volume air pump. It traps the spores on this slide in, in the middle of that cassette. It's sent off to the uh, a mold lab, so it's a third-party mold lab. They look at it. They tell us the mold type, the raw count, and the spore count. So the spore count, how they come up with that is, is they take the amount of time that we run the test, they compare it to what they're seeing it on that sl on the slide, and then they use their I'm not a biologist or microbiologist, but they use their formula to say how many spores. So it's a concentration, if okay. that makes sense. Then they also give us the raw count, which is what they're looking at right there on the slide. So when we say a raw count, think of it as a colony. And then when we say a spore count, it's how many particles are in that colony. So that's what those, that, that's what they tell us, you know, when we get results back. And that's why when we run air tests, and, and, and this brings up something else too, I get this all the time. Should I just, can I just do, or should I just do my do-it-yourself kit? When you do it yourself, you don't really know how to test what you're looking at or how to interpret the results. Whereas if you hire a professional, we do this all the time and the lab doesn't just tell us, I mean, they'll give us indicators that this was high compared to what our baseline is, which was our outside test. But for the most part, they don't say it's a pass or fail either. So, so then, so what, what do the standards state when it comes to, to mold levels? So there is no, you're asking whether it's, if what's acceptable. Yeah, exactly. Like once you get the, the spore counts, the levels, what, what's acceptable, what's not. So as far as, uh, we have to just look at, so what we look at is we take a baseline, which is the outside, and then we compare it to the inside. So for me as a, the, the mold specialist, I look at that and determine what we found in the mold inspection versus what our client's telling us and then what the lab tells us. And so I determine from that, hey, we have issues or we don't. Going back to the pass or fail, the reason there isn't a pass or fail is there's no, 
There's no OSHA or AMSHA or EPA. There's there's no regulating agency that says you can only have this amount of mold in the air. So that's where the mold part gets, and I say it all the time, mold is so complex. And that's why it's hard to say, you know, I, I could have air samples from one property that are the exact same from another property, and one I might have concerns with and the other one I wouldn't. And that would be based on our visual findings, the health of the people in the home. It, it has many different factors. So that's why it's so, it, it, and I like to compare it to a blood test. You know, when you do a blood test, yeah, the doctor might say, well, you have high cholesterol. But at the end of the day, they're not just going to give you a pill for that. They want to say, well, what's your eating habits? You know, what's your weight? All that stuff. So, and that's one of the things that's always confused me because, if somebody gets an IAQ, so an indoor air quality specialist to, to test their mold levels, and the IAQ specialist says the mold levels are fine, and yet they have one child in the house who's constantly getting sick with mold sickness symptoms, then how do you how do you look at those things when maybe you're still getting sick or everybody in your family's still getting sick, even if the mold are quote unquote acceptable levels? So it, it kind of piggybacks off of what I just said. So Let's just say, you know, you hire a professional and it's not me. I mean, I'm not the only one, obviously, that does air tests. And let's say you hire uh, indoor air quality specialists and, and they say, oh, no, the mold, the mold levels are fine. Well, there's the, the for first and foremost, that's the difference between me and an indoor air quality specialist. They, they kind of cover all indoor air quality. And I'm not going to say they're all like this, but for the most part, they are. Whereas if you hire me to do it, I'm trained in on the mold side, so I'm the specialist. I'm the expert when it comes to the mold side. So we don't, for the most part, unless, and it's rare occasions, so let's just say rarely do we ever walk into a property, set up our machine, run air test, and walk out, and then look at the lab results and, and analyze those and go, yeah, it's good or bad. You can't do that. When we go there to run the air test, we're doing a visual inspection. We're talking to the occupants of the home. We're looking for water stains. So we're looking for many different things. So going back to your question, let's say one of our listeners gets told, nope, everything's fine in the home. If you hear that, that should kind of be a red flag. And I shouldn't say a red flag, but that should give you reasons to go further into it. We do phone consultations. So set up a phone consultation with someone like me or get a hold of a mold expert and say, hey, here's what my... My indoor air quality results are showing. I'm being told it's okay. Come to someone like me and, I'll, and then I'll dig into it. And I'll say, okay, well, where did they run the air test? What did they find on a visual inspection? Well, if they didn't do a visual inspection, then you kind of, at that point, you might as well have just done the test yourself. So when it, when it comes to us and we don't just stop. So if we say, like you were just saying, one person in the home is sick then hopefully I got that information before I ran the air test and I'm going to find out the health of that person, where they spend most of their time, um, or is it, is it being, is the sickness because it's from work? Is it from home? Is it from school? I'll, I'll dig deeper into it. And so I never just say, yeah, it's fine. So if you tell me it's one child, I'll say, hey, you know, here's the mold types we have. None of them are toxic. None of them are elevated. I don't see any concerns, but maybe this child's allergic to a certain mold type. 
So it's not, you should never just give up and go, oh, it's, you know, the, the air tests were good. Exactly. So there's there's always more to look at and to investigate is what you're saying. Exactly. And okay. just don't give up. To, to our listeners that are listening to this, don't just give up if someone says, oh, your air quality is fine. Or if your doctor's saying this isn't a mold issue, never give up. It, it costs obviously more money to hire someone like myself, but you're going to get what you pay for. And I guarantee you, if we were to come in and do the air test, or even if we don't, and you had them done, if you do a phone consultation or if I do an on-site consultation, I'll guarantee you we can get to the bottom of what's causing it, whether it's a mold issue or a medical issue. Absolutely. So at the end of the day, something's causing it. Exactly. And so you're saying from your perspective, the goal is to really investigate and figure out what's causing it. Exactly. Yeah. And we want to narrow it down. I mean, is it... Is it your child or your spouse or yourself is allergic to something? Is it you have an autoimmune disorder? Um, or is it you actually have a minor mold issue at home, but you only have one person that's being affected by it? Very true. So there you go. Is there a pass or fail when you run air tests in your home? No, there's Never. not. But there's a lot more to do. Exactly. There we go. Prevent toxic mold exposure before it gets in your home. Download Steve's free mold investigation checklist at tinyurl.com forward slash CNC mold checklist. Again, download Steve's free mold investigation checklist at tinyurl.com forward slash CNC mold checklist.